Well, as I was thinking about our, our teaching time this morning, and we finished up Romans last week, and, and so I had uh, some uh, freedom to, to think a little bit about where, we would, where we'd go today, and uh, I thought, well, there's two very natural things to put together, and that's Father's Day in 2028, uh, because dads like to work so much, and uh, it seems to all fall together perfectly. Um, but if you hang with me for a few minutes, I actually think we can make a connection. So I started thinking about Father's Day, and I thought, started thinking about Father's Day gifts that I really don't want to get, um, because after all, it is really all about me. And so I thought I would share with you some of the gifts that I, that I really hope I never get. <clears throat> Sometimes my family thinks I don't exercise enough, and uh, that the grass gets a little too tall, and so uh, somebody thought that was a great idea. Uh, this is one that uh, OD barbecue, and I and I really don't need any help smelling like that. Uh, it kind of comes naturally. Some of you who are I have a full head of hair. My when I, if I I can't wear one of those caps because my natural hair actually stands out like that. So that that would be of no good to me. This actually would probably come in handy. Because when I hit my driver, it usually ends up in the weeds, and so that actually might be a, might be a, a, a good gift for, uh, for me to, to give. But when you stop and think about it, whether it's Father's Day or, or Mother's Day or your birthday or, or Christmas, whenever it's kind of that, that, that time to give someone a gift or to receive a gift, I think today dads would say, just because we're on Father's Day, that, that it really doesn't matter what you know, your, your child or your grandchild gives you to, to a certain extent. Um, but what matters is how the gift reflects what's in that person's heart. Um, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, something that they drew in school, uh, you know, something that's very, very simple or something that's, that's really profound. Um, you know, it could, it could be a picture that they drew of themselves. It could be just an offer to go out and actually cut the grass for you, or, or it could be sending you on a cruise. It could be something simple or it could be something phenomenal, but at the end of the day, it's really the motivation that's behind the gift, that means something to the person uh, who receives. Uh, it, it, it's a reflection of the thought and the love that went into it by the person who's giving the gift. So a few years ago, when our oldest son, Nathan, uh, got his first job and was gainfully employed, not like part-time through high school and college, but was actually working, uh, and he had been living with us for about six months, he had, he had, he had just moved into an apartment, and he had begun to to, uh, to do pretty, pretty well for a first-time job, and I came home. Actually, uh, Father's Day in 2028 pretty much fall on the same weekend every year, so I was coming home from 2028, and we had actually built a vegetable garden at Lydia's house that year, and, and so we had been able to, to do that and was working with a crew down there, and I got home about 3 o'clock, uh, and as I drive up the driveway, there's a bunch of people standing uh, outside, my family standing outside, and my old TV, when I say old, so this was three years ago, 2009, the TV that they were getting rid of and the entertainment center they were getting rid of dated back to like, literally we bought it in Chattanooga before we moved to St. Louis, and we moved to St. Louis in 1990, so it was about a, you know, about a 17-year-old TV, and I, and I go in the house, and there's a high-definition TV and, and a satellite on the, on the roof, and Nate said, you know, Dad... Thanks for all that you've done for me, and now that I'm earning a little bit of money, I really want to just show my appreciation. Uh, and you're like, wow. And it wasn't that it was, you know, a TV. I mean, trust me, that's great. The U.S. Open looks a lot better on a high-def TV. But it really was about the fact that he thought about it. I don't know that he got $10 from his brother or his sister, but he actually just thought about something that would bring me, you know, pleasure. And that is what meant something to me. And every 
person in this room that's ever received that kind of gift understands it. Nate called me uh, about a month ago, and now Nathan's married, and today's his first Father's Day, so I get to, I get to call him and, and, and wish him a happy Father's Day. But he called me about a month ago, and now that he, he's married and a dad, you'll appreciate this. He said, uh, Dad, I found this set of golf clubs that I've been looking for you from last year's model. They're on sale. Would you like to split them with me for Father's Day? <laughs> I said, absolutely, son. I would, I would love to do that. So the thought is still there, but he has a few more financial obligations that he's, than he's had in the past. But there's, there's something about seeing that gift that reflects the other person's love that really touches you. The other thing I thought about when I was thinking about a, a gift that, that reflects what's going on in the heart is when, is when a child takes into account the character of their father or their mother uh, in their gift giving. Their lives lived in a way that reflect what you deeply believe can be very moving. Uh, Cindy got a, a call from somebody or, or talked to somebody she doesn't even really know very well this week who spent a day working with our, our youngest son, Jordan, uh, about a week ago, and he was complimenting her on Jordan's work ethic. And, and that's one of the things. Cindy grew up in a home where, you know, you got up at 5 o'clock in the morning and you, you stopped when it was done, not when the sun went down. And so that type of, of just being productive and, and uh, getting after it and working hard, Cindy said she was just so proud. It was like Jordan had actually given her a gift. And again, I think you, you guys that are parents understand this. The fact that, that your children would reflect your character in some way uh, it's humbling, but it's also very, very gratifying. So how, how, do, how, how are we going to connect this with 2028? Well, there's a verse in Proverbs that says something very simple and yet I think very profound. In a Proverbs chapter 14, verse 31, Solomon says this, Whoever oppresses a poor man insults his maker, but he who is generous to the needy honors him. Whoever oppresses a poor man insults his maker, but he who is generous to the needy, honor him. Now, I want to be careful here because the analogy only goes so far. When you you think about the gift that you could give to God, so to speak, God is not sitting in heaven wondering what he's going to get for Father's Day this year. God does not lack anything. There isn't something that I can give God that he doesn't already have. God isn't sitting there on his throne going, gee, I wonder what they, what they got me this year. I wonder if they're really going to get it right this time around. God is completely perfect. There are, no, there are no flaws in God. There are no shortcomings in God. If I were to never praise and worship God again, if I were to turn my back on my faith and walk away from it, God would not be lacking in praise and in worship. I would, I would be the one who would be harmed by that, not, not him. And there's even a question in the Psalms, what could a man possibly give God? God asked the question of, of King David, what could you give me that I don't already have? So I don't want to paint this in, 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 a, in a wrong picture, in an inappropriate picture from Scripture. God is not waiting to see whether or not we will honor him. But I do think that there is a connection that when we honor God, when we give him our worship, When our lives, when your life and my life, if we're disciples of Jesus, when our lives reflect his graciousness and his compassion and his mercy, then we honor his name. God is a merciful God, is he not? 
God is a, a gracious God to those who are in need. But before I ever encounter a poor person, before I ever encounter someone who's needy, God already knows that person. He is already compassionate. He's already merciful. That's what the cross of Christ is all about. Jesus' death on the cross is not an example for mankind. It's not a teaching moment for mankind. It is redemption. It is the one who can meet the need doing that for the one who cannot. Brian preached the sermon perfectly in one sentence. The gospel is all about God doing for you and me what we couldn't possibly do for ourselves. And that is our salvation. That is an eternal relationship with him restored. And so when I understand that context, within the context of serving, what I understand is I'm the needy one. I'm the one who falls short. I'm the one who needs compassion. I'm the one who needs the grace of God. And so when my life reflects the fact that I know that that need is there, and we call that faith, I put my faith in Christ. Why? Because I need a Savior. But when the, when the practical day-in and day-out living of my life and your life reflect the gospel, reflect that truth, we honor our Father's name. That's a gift that we can give that doesn't pat us on the back. It doesn't say how wonderful we are, but it points people to the glorious grace of God. We honor him not only by our faith in Christ, but we also honor him when our lives reflect that grace and that mercy. And so the reason for an event like 2028 is so that your heart and my heart can grow in its generosity that my heart and your heart can grow in the practical way in which we can honor God. Our hearts together can show his worth, can point to other people, whether it's someone who's struggling with cancer and we make them some meals or or it's a single mom who needs some some help with her parents' house or with her own home or whether it's doing a a car wash to to raise money uh, for hurting family, whether whether it's working at the high school and helping them organize the clothes closet so that uh, some kids in need can can have some clothes on a regular basis. Whatever the project may be, all of that is done, not so that we can pat ourselves on the back and say, way to go, green tree. Uh, for about you know six hours one day, we really got out there and we really impressed everybody by what we did. God forbid that that would be the result. It's not so that we can remind ourselves how good we are, but rather so that we can be reminded of God's compassion to us, that God has gone so much further than we will ever go by sending his son to come and to die on a cross, that we understand that we honor God. Why? Because we display his generosity. That our lives actually reflect his care for the needy. In other words, that, that we, we move kind of past those adolescent years where we know everything. Uh, and you're, everybody remembers you're as smart as you're ever going to be when you're 14. And it, it goes downhill from there. But we, we move past our spiritual adolescence to the point where we say, I get it. I'm getting it now. I understand. My father was right all along. He is the gracious one. He is the compassionate one. And Father, now let me live my life to reflect that grace and that mercy. When When we begin to arrive at that point, we begin to honor his name with our actions and our words because they don't point to us. They point to him. 
If you're here this morning visiting, you might be here this morning because we came and served you. I'm not sure if any of the folks that we served yesterday are here, but if you are and you're thinking, wow, I've really come to a church where people are really, they're good and they help others and they really got it all together, uh, let me be the first one to disappoint you. We're a mess. (laughs) We, We get it wrong so much more than we get it right. We are fallen and broken people. We are people that stand in great need of the grace of God in Christ. We are, we are the chief among sinners, as it were. But we are a people of grace. We are a people who say it really is about what Jesus has done for us, or we are hopelessly lost. But we do embrace the truth of the gospel, that it is a generous God, that it is a God who does not oppress those who are spiritually poor, but he gives generously through his son in order that we might have eternal life. And so if there's any way in which we've served you, all we're trying to do is point you to Jesus and the one who has truly served you in an amazing way. See, 2028 is it's not just about service, but it's a lesson, friends. It's a reminder, brothers and sisters, that God is the compassionate one and that his love in Christ flows to us and then through us to a world who needs to know the mercy that can be found only in Jesus. Will you pray with me? Father, I thank you for the experience we had yesterday in serving and caring for others. Father, I thank you that it's really, um, in many ways, a lesson back to us. It reminds us of what you have done for us. Uh, You didn't uh, give a gift that was inappropriate. You gave the only gift that would actually mean something. We, we are the needy. We're the ones who are lost. We're spiritually oppressed. We, we've rebelled against you. We've, we've gone our own way. And now we, we're wandering in the darkness with no hope whatsoever. And the light of the world, the Lord Jesus, comes to our rescue. And he is merciful. And he is gracious. And he calls us not to try to earn our salvation, not to do enough service projects so we can be good enough to get into heaven, but to, to abandon all of our pride, all of our self-confidence, and to, and to throw ourselves upon the mercy of God. And it is that moment of faith where we experience who we were really meant to be, at one with our Heavenly Father. And yet, Lord, you then call us not just to, to sit in that moment, but to take that faith and shine it into the world. And so, Lord, we hope we did that a bit yesterday. Uh, our desire would be that it would be a gift back to you that would reflect your character and would show others Jesus. At the end of the day, Father, I pray that you would use everything that happened yesterday to that end, to your glory, to the salvation of others, and to the good of our souls. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.